Hi everyone, I'm Sandra Ingerman and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barabo and we are like really excited to have you back for part two of our conversation uh, that we started last week and now we're going to continue it. Sandra, you want to give it a little intro? Yeah, so in our in the talk that we had last week, what we were talking about was um, that actually from a shamanic and uh, a quantum physics point of view, there's only abundance. We're actually living on a planet of abundance. And that scarcity consciousness is actually a man-made belief. And we're doing a really good job of manifesting that man-made belief because um, there is a lot of scarcity in the world right now. And so we, we talked about um, that actually we live in an abundant universe. And in that way, we can join together to manifest together as local communities, as families, as friends coming together by ourselves, as whole communities. And I gave an example uh, of that last week. And so what happens when we get lost in scarcity consciousness is all of a sudden we find ourselves um, embroiled with jealousy and envy because you know, here we are, we believe there's not enough for everybody. And we look around and we see um, our friends manifesting health and we're still sick or our friends just got this amazing job or this amazing opportunity. Why doesn't anything like that happen to me? Or um, our, my family loves to come together. Uh, and uh, and just support each other. Oh, I have a family that hates each other. We don't talk to each other. So all of a sudden, we're with our friends, we're with our loved ones, or we're watching a podcast, or we're watching some lecture, and we start to feel this heat rising in, in inside of us of anger and jealousy and envy of who is this person to be able to have all of this? And I, I don't have any of it. And so that feeds in to the whole issue that we talked about last week about scarcity, because why would you be jealous or envious if you knew that you can get the same things that your heart desires that might look different than what other people have manifested but you have the ability to get what your heart desires. Hmm. Wow, there's just so much food there for, for thought. The, when, I, when I was doing the steps in AA, and I go back to that a lot because I, I think that step work, that inventory work is so crucial in order for us to develop. But she talked about the difference between jealousy and envy. So I thought maybe before I, I'm going to call to a wind here to get us started instead of a, a process at the end. And what happens is jealousy is somebody has something that you believe you need, right? And then when we're, we're envious, we, it's even like if 
you might, the jealousy, you might want that and you might think you need it. But the envy is when somebody's got a car in the driveway that you are, that you want for self, but you don't even really need it. Then you, it's just like, that's like even kind of a, a lower level uh, of need, uh, want, I guess. But so when I think about that, it's like, well, do I even really, you know, want that car? No, but I'm just envious that they have it and I don't like, you know, so you could think about that. But what's really funny is I said to, to Sandra right before we started and they're like, let's, let me call in a wind here to see uh, what wind wants to come and work with us on this show. And what's, what's always surprises me. And I don't know why I get surprised each and every time, I guess this is the, the childlike quality I have is that in our last show, Sandra took us on a journey to the void which to me is in the place of the North, the spiritual, the, you know, the community, the, the, the service work we do. Well, recently, and I never until this year started to think about it this way, but that the, the, the cardinal winds are in opposition to each other. And the wind that I pulled for today is the cardinal wind of the South, notice. And it's about our emotions, needs, and desires. So what better of a wind to call in here to really get clear about, you know, how, how, we, um, how we respond and what we believe we need and what we desire, you know, that jealousy, that envy. So let's call to notice to actually open us up for this conversation. How does that sound? That sounds great. I'm going to call to this wind three times. The first time, really get yourself centered with the earth. The second time, call to this south wind so that through this conversation, you can become more aware of where you think you're not getting for yourself. And then in that third one, we're going to put an energy uh, bubble around us, a, a popo that they call in Peru, so that we're all in a sacred space together about this conversation. Call to notice the south wind. And let's put this energy bubble around ourselves so we're not in too much judgment about our, our human needs, desires, and wants. went very far away during that. I know it's amazing how quickly these winds are so expedient. The wind was kind of laughing at me saying, oh, you silly little humans. <laughs> With your silly little wants and desires and things that you really think that you need that other people have that you don't have in all of this, like how petty we are. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Well, you know, the other night, um, I, I have, uh, I, I'm a dreamer and I also have a lot of visions at night. And the other night I got this really interesting message and I'm still working on it. I, 
I, I, I don't even know if I can, I can share it very well, but I'll do the best I can because I think it's important for all of us, is even though our heads are in our ego, in our personality, and we think we're not doing our work, our soul is always doing the work, always doing the work. So never question that you're not doing the work because you are always doing the work, no matter what role you're playing, you're still doing the work. <laughs> so, so, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because the wind is part of the ancient ones who are like, God, you guys are getting so stuck in these little meaningless things and you're not here long enough to be worrying about all of this. Just live your life. You know? <laughs> That's funny. I always say, there's two kinds of people having a spiritual experience, those who know it and those who don't. <laughs> I love it. So, One of the things that I was talking to Renee about before we decided on doing this show is this is kind of a controversial topic. And, and I'm sorry if I trigger anybody, but from a shamanic point of view, it's the truth. And so we all have to do some work around this. Every one of us has to do some work around this. Is in, in shamanism, we, we talk about soul loss. Soul loss happens to us when we experience a trauma in our life, a physical, spiritual, emotional trauma in our life. And it's the way our psyche um, uh, survives pain. But on another aspect that is understood in all shamanic communities is that as human beings, because of our ego and because of what we feel we need, we oftentimes reach out to take somebody else's soul. And so a real clear example of this um, is with therapists or doctors or lawyers or waitresses or anybody in a helping profession, you know that when you're with somebody who is dealing with some really big issues, all of a sudden you're listening to them and for no reason whatsoever, you feel like you're going to pass out. You're that exhausted and you weren't exhausted when you came in. And what happens is, is another person is seeing your brightness is seeing your energy. And if I could just have some of that for me. And in shamanism, this is a very big topic. And I'm only, uh, I, I am touching on a second of it. it we could do another show on it. But um, when this happens, it's called soul stealing. And it's something that we were trained to do as kids. And so, in my soul retrieval trainings, one of the exercises I teach my practitioners to do to do with their clients is to look at whose soul they've stolen and how to release it back to the universe, not back to the person, because the person might not be ready for it, but back to the universe where the universe can take care of it. And so what I teach in my soul retrieval trainings, which I want to focus on right now, is every single time you experience jealousy, you have stolen somebody else's soul. And so uh, some of the examples I give in my workshops before people do this journey is, 
and this is where the journey becomes so surprising, is you're sitting on the bus and you see this beautiful woman in a red sweater and all of a sudden your envy, you start projecting what a wonderful life she has, how beautiful she is, how beautiful she looks. And you don't even realize it. You took this person's soul. Or it's amazing how many people in their journeys, they're helping spirit show them how when they were on the school bus, they took the soul of the children that they were envious of or jealous of. We see soul stealing in families all the time between siblings because of the jealousy and envy issues. And so my students get so mad at me when I talk about this because um, how do you return the soul of somebody that you're jealous of, you know? And, you know, how, how could you say, you know, that every time I'm jealous of somebody, I'm stealing a part of their essence? But when you go into an altered state, which is the role of a shaman, you can actually see how when a person is sending out that emotion, that energy of jealousy, they're also grabbing that uh, soul for them. The misunderstanding is that we can't use another person's soul for ourselves. So we've hurt them because we've taken away some of their vital energy and now we're burdened with unusable energy because we can't use somebody else's soul. And so what I, I, I train people with is if you're feeling jealous of somebody, you now need to do a ceremony to release their soul back to the universe so that you're free and that the universe can give them back their soul at the appropriate time. Well, so many different instances came up of times that I was a little envious of jealousy. And also another part of that for me is that um, I, I was working with a client who was dying and she just did not want to die to the tune of, you know, she had plenty of money to keep paying healers. But what I realized a couple of days before she died was that she was stealing our souls. Mm -hmm. Like I was doing this meditation and all of a sudden I could see the feeding tube where, you know, as healers, and we have to be especially careful of this is this is another form of this in reverse is that we want our clients to heal so much that we're just so willing to give them parts of our souls that they can just boom, attach on and, you know, suck it. And, and, and so, you know, it, it really, it requires being absolutely ethical in what you give and what you take and that you get out of this place where you even think that, that you were doing any of the healing work at all, because that's when you get into it at all. But I had to say no more. And I had to cut a, a serious cord that was going to, to me. And, and, and I think, you know, over, over the years, I mean, I, I definitely where I was, you know, wanting for myself things that other people had, I can see that. And, and, and there must be a part of that, that, that soul stealing like that. If I used to have a friend come into the room and my, my light would squash because, you know, I didn't want to shine too bright. 
that's like another way of having your soul stolen like that, like you'd squash down so that somebody else feels okay. Right. And so there's, it's so cunning and so baffling how this all works. I mean, you know, how do you just stay clean and in your own presence? Yeah, you know, it's really tricky because as human beings, we project, that's what we do. And so we project um, onto teachers that they have something that we don't have. Uh, we project onto people who look healthy and successful, who um, look good. Um, you know, I believe everybody looks good because we're <laughs> beings, but society has planted this craziness in us. Um, you know, all the things that our culture becomes jealous of, um, you know that. But what's happening during these times is you actually have no idea of how that person that you think has the perfect life that you want is suffering. You have no idea how much they're suffering. Like, there's nobody on the planet who should want my life. <laughs> there's one person on the planet who should want my life. Because what the spirits put me through to be able to teach has been a life of pain. Because that's what shamanism is about. If you step into the public arena, the spirits just keep um, breaking you down just keep breaking you down throughout your entire life. But the point I'm trying to make is people there, I'm sure there's some of you out there who think, wow, you know, Sandra has this great life. She has these spirits. Um, the trees are outside. She has a wonderful <laughs> husband. I do. I'm incredibly grateful for it. But people don't know the rest of what's going on. And, and I'm not saying this to say, oh, you poor thing. I'm saying this as an example. We have no idea what's going on in another person's life. And so 100% of the time that we're feeling jealous and envious is an illusionary projection that we just happen to put onto another person. And then we can actually create some harm for them from, ooh, if I could just have some of your essence, if I could, like Renee was saying, if I could just have some of your light. Um, but then you end up with unusable energy and you ended up disempowering that other person. And so I know people don't like to hear the words that whenever you're jealous or envious, you're actually taking a piece of somebody's soul, but from a shamanic point of view, it is true. And those of you who have strong journey practices, you can investigate this. You can actually go on a journey with intention to look at how this happens and to look at whose souls you've taken. So for those of you who do journey and you can see whose souls you've taken through jealousy and envy, we're, we're just talking about jealousy and envy right now. There's a lot of ways where either we take somebody's soul or, or somebody gives their soul to us. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> um, uh, if you do journey, do a journey to look at whose soul you might have taken out of jealousy and envy 
and ask for a very simple ritual that you can do something like breaking a stick or, um, or uh, taking a rock and blowing the connection in and, and sending it to the water, but always asking that that person's soul goes back to the universe and not to the person directly. For those of you who don't journey, do a meditation, put on some nice music. I get so much. Half of what I teach comes from when I'm drinking tea in the morning. <laughs> it's, it's my richest time of work. It's where I download my best information and download it at times that work for you while you're washing dishes, taking a walk, sitting in nature, sitting and meditating, and ask whose soul you might have stolen through being jealous or envious. Even if you don't get the right one, it doesn't matter. The universe takes this as you're ready to heal this situation, and they'll help to work with you as your greatest ally. And then again, just perform a very simple ceremony, uh, write their name down, put it in the fire with love of, I release your soul back to you, I'm so sorry, I wish you a good life, I wish me a good life, we're all one. Um, and you can blow bubbles into the air, releasing, uh, letting the wind help to, bring the soul to the power of the universe or using earth or, or using water as I already described, but do something and you will, I promise you, not only will you notice a difference in your energy, but if you're still in contact with the person whose soul you stolen or wasn't a stranger on the bus or in a restaurant, but you know this person, it's amazing I, can, I have hundreds of case studies of the second the ceremony was done, that person calls up. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, that's funny because I, I don't know if I, I mentioned the story. I was over in Cape Cod and I don't know why I was talking about somebody who had been in my life as a child. Mm. And I was just, I, I, it was a traumatic thing that I built this whole other world around never really realizing the person was just a couple years older than me. And as soon as I, I, I let the cat out of the bag, so to speak, I got an email on Facebook from this stranger after 55 years saying, <laughs> are you so-and-so? And I was, I was like, I always like, I, I'm always surprised, but there is no surprises and you're absolutely right. So why don't, why don't we make a commitment to do this? It's a good time of the year to, to really clean house before we get to the end of the year. Make a list to start with 10 people, write them down, do a little ceremony like Sandra just explained for each of them and see what happens. And then, you know, a couple of days later, why don't you share us with us on the wall over at uh, the Shaman's Cave or on the YouTube channel, a lot of people share there and uh, let us know what, how, that, how that shifted, how that lightened the load and really, what Sandra says is we don't know, we don't walk in anyone else's shoes, so we really don't know what's going on in their life. We just know their Facebook personas. Mm. And, and trust me, if you knew what was going on below somebody's Facebook persona, you know, it would make you stop and, and pause. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We're, we're all 
We're all here growing. We all have our wounds. Uh, what we have to learn how to do is to learn how to make contact with our own beauty and shine our presence in the world. And then all good things come to us. And we feel, and the best thing is we feel good about ourselves. And we don't want anybody else's life. We just want ours with all the blessings and all the challenges. We just want our life. And that's where we want to get to. And um, Renee talked about this on another show, but we have added a, uh, a donate button. Um, it was an idea from one of our uh, beautiful um, listeners and subscribers. And we do have production costs for the show. And so if you're willing to help us out, um, please feel free to donate. It doesn't matter, um, small or large. And we did not do this show. Renee and I did not cook up this show because we were trying to make money. So the <laughs> donate button is not for us. The donate button is simple is simply to help with some simple costs that we have. But we will, whether you donate or not, Renee or, and I are here. This is our passion. This is our love to come to you on a weekly basis. And Renee and I are absolutely in love with each other. And we love to do this show together. So don't feel an obligation. But if you feel in your heart that you would like to give, please do. And remember, uh, we, we are doing this so that we can reach as many people as we can during these turbulent times. And I'm sure some of you are aware of the astrology of what's coming up in 2020. And this is a place where we can join together in safety as a loving community and work in unity together to hold our center, to hold our stability, and to ride the waves that are coming, knowing that they're actually bringing us to a beautiful place. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Sandra. And I love spending our Saturdays, Sundays together. Mm -hmm.